Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory and the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the unprofessional. I'm sorry, this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, but it is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 139, September 24th, 1994. I'll be damned if we are almost, we are really getting close to the end of 94, and I can't believe how fast all this is going. With all that said, I'm sitting here with Doc Turner and Hopper could not make it. Little minor emergency with work. So uh hey, we're here though and we're pumping these things out as usual. And we don't miss. At least. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Doc, how are you? We don't miss. We you know you miss you miss you miss every shot you don't take in life, pal. We're here and dude. It is early in the morning, man. Six thirty. Once we shed that deadweight harper that likes to Roll in at 15 minutes late. We could start 30 minutes early. How about that shit? <laughs> Dead weight, huh? So excited to be. So Dead excited. Weight. Yeah, so excited to get. Well, that's the. That is the. That is the strength of being the fabulous Freebirds is that we can send any combination of the two of us out to the ring, and uh, everything's going to be okay. We can handle our business, right? Well, there is something to the Freebird rules, which is now New Day rules, if you ask me. Uh, by the time this airs, this is after WrestleMania, so I have no clue what, what will happen with Kofi Kingston. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. Hey, I just hey. Wanted to make mention. Hush up for a second. I need to be serious for one second. I think you're, you know, a few weeks back, I think you came up with the idea that you're going to raise some Patreon prices and add a new level, right? Uh, I wouldn't, I did, we, we, not me, we decided to do at the $5 tier, you and I and Hopper would do the Clash of the Champions that are coming up along with the pay-per-views that are coming up in 1988 and JCP. And then you and I actually are planning on doing some other stuff too. But we just, we just haven't promised it yet. But the thing is, I technically didn't raise it. I just said we would give more at that tier. If somebody wants to do the $2 and just get the world-class shows and, and the video reviews, they can they can stay at that tier. But, yeah, to a point, um, we added to the $5 tier. Well, I think it got confused. And I'm afraid it gave poor Tommy Noe a stroke. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because I have um, – the last shows we did for Smoky Mountain – I, I, I knew about it at that point, and I didn't plug it, and I feel like an asshole for You're plugging not. a stroke? What the hell? Um, well, and, I, and I'm the heel. Right, okay. You know what I mean. Plugging the fact that he's got to go fund me. Let me, help you. Let me help you here. Okay. Hey, Tommy, we're real sorry that that happened to you because we raised our prices. Get well soon, little buddy. So you're, you're just going to be an asshole? I did get well. Okay. Tommy, he, he can't help himself. That's Doc's way of saying he really does want you to recover. If you want to contribute to, and please do so, contribute to Tommy Noe's recovery and stroke, as you heard on the Jim Cornette experience a couple weeks back, go to tinyurl.com slash 
Tommy Noe Recovery. That's Tommy Noe Recovery. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Tommy Noe Recovery. That's Tommy with two M's and Noe is N-O-E. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes and show description. So get well soon, Tommy, uh, because um, we need you. Uh, you have been a, a reliable source when it comes to certain things on this show. And not how, only that, how but... we, if, if something happens to him, how will we know how Smoky Mountain ends? He's probably got a lot of insight, though, into. I mean, Jim's talked about it. It's not like we haven't heard it from Jimmy, but it's also cool when you get like other perspectives on, you know, the last night and all that stuff, because I'm almost certain he was there. Uh, yeah. I believe he's there till the end. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash Tommy Noe Recovery. Uh, Doc, with all of that said, do we uh, we get into this week's episode? I definitely think that is the best course of action at this point. Yeah, I think so, too. So, uh, again, this is episode 139 of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, September 24th, 1994. Les and Bob open up the show, and Mike needs to start the recorder, the the video recorder, that is. So, Are you talking about yourself in third person? Yes, because I, I get to rolling, and then the, the video recorder's not going. Because I don't really record the opening on the video. It just There's no point to it. We're just bullshitting half the time. So there's no video to accompany it. Oh, and Doc, since freaking Skype is working now, how oh about I turn on the screen share so you can actually see... Um, you know the the uh, the video of of what we're um, what we're doing here. Well, that does sound like a blessing. Yeah, can you see the New Jack and the Gangsters right there? Oh, I can. They're about to. Uh, they got that poor white boy by the assassinate head. a white boy. A perfectly good. Hey, why boy. are you laughing? That's not funny. That white boy's about to get dealt. White boy. That's not <laughs> funny at all. Anyway, Lesson Bob, they open up the show. It's the wild scene from Johnson City again. No need to rehash it. Also. Uh, Les tells us it's Lance Storm versus Boo Bradley for the TV title, uh, beat the champ TV title. That is Doc. Anything from the opening? No, not a thing actually. I agree. So then we go to uh, the Gangsters versus Anthony Michaels and Brian Logan of the first matchup, and we got New Jack and Mustafa. They win with ease and put the X on Anthony Michaels' forehead. Um, that's what they're they they're showing right there on the video. They put wait, the X wait. on his forehead. Hold on. What? I got a time stamp I need you to get to for me here. Can you get it over to two minutes and 26 seconds? It's the, it's the gangsta's entrance. Well, that's 217. That's All right, watch their entrance and watch the little boy to our left, their right. I need to see this on a bigger screen than my phone. That Okay. I thought that kid was shirtless eating nachos sitting there. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> a shirt. Okay. You know, the little white kids can do that. They can go shirtless and not get in any type of trouble. You know what I mean? What kind of trouble do other children get into for being shirtless? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Anyway. Okay. So uh, there's uh, Anthony Michaels with the X on his uh, forehead uh, for losing. Let's go now to the gangsters. They're going to cut a promo. This is the first promo of the episode. And let's hear what uh, New Jack and, I guess, Mustafa have to say. 187. There you have it. And now let's go to Bob Cottle and the gangsters. All right, Les, here they are, New Jack Mustafa, the gangsters. Any way you look at it, the rock and roll, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, they're not going to be pushovers. Let me tell you something. Rock and roll express, when you got in the ring with us, what'd you think? You thought we was soft? You thought we was easy? You thought we maybe we was cotton pickers? Wrong! Maybe you thought 
you had you some homegrown Negroes? Wrong! Maybe you thought you was gonna be able to do to us what you done did to everybody else. When now, son, you in for a fight. You in for the fight of your life. Some of these folks better get the last look at you because when we get a hold of you, one more time, we gonna hurt you. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what I got to bring in the ring. We gonna hurt you. I'm out for one thing. I want to hear some bones breaking. I want to see some eyes being pulled out their head. I want to see some teeth being knocked out. I ain't coming here to play. I'm coming here to get paid. But most of all, I'm coming to put an end to a myth. That rock and roll was created by some Caucasian with a guitar up on some hill in Kentucky. Wrong. We created it. We just let you borrow it for a little while. Rock and roll, we gonna borrow you for a little while. And we gonna beat you like your mama should have beat you a long time ago. We gonna beat you like your slave owners, ancestors used to beat us. That ain't gonna happen no more. All I got to say, kiss your ugly kids goodbye, smack your fat wife, and get ready. Bring your white butt to New Jack and Mustafa. Cause boys, you in for a treat. And it's not long when we get you, you better know you've been got. Ooh, fans, what a collision oh that God. one is going to be. A rock and roll and a gangsters. We're going to be back right after this. Harper oh, hit the tagline. I just got the feeling. <laughs> Bob Cottle right there walking in the back as usual going, Jimmy, I think this is my last taping. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least New Jack doesn't push him like half the other the roster has started to do, which we can get into later. But Yes. Man, okay, so I like the visual of the noose, but that noose ain't hanging nothing, man. And I'm not a I'm not an expert on nooses because that's not my thing. But that noose didn't look like it was going to do much. What do you mean? It looks like a piece of crap, piece of rope. Yeah, it was a flimsy little piece of rope. But when he tossed cotton in the air, you know you popped. I came up. Well, the, it was funny when he first cut to it because Mustafa's like, hey, go back, hang in the night. You know, he's got like that weird scream. And Cottle's face when New Jack said, you think we was coming here to pick, to be some cotton pickers? Like Bob Cottle, if you if you watch him again, he's like, he's got this look on his face like, what the hell did he just say? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, New Jack says he's out for one thing, some bones breaking, some eyes poking out. You know, he's going to put an end to this myth that the white man cre- also created rock and roll. White man stole it from the black man. Um, I don't know. They're going to beat them like the slave owners used to beat our ancestors is what he said. Holy shit. Yeah, I wonder I wonder in this area, though, um, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I wonder rock and roll, if rock and roll is even too much for these hill folks, does it need to be country music somehow? Because I don't know if these people like rock music or country music. It's hard to say because they're, I mean, they're so country out there. Um, but that's a great line. He Man, that that was, uh, once again, excellent promo, just full of emotion. It's about getting paid and breaking bones. Look, and, look and, at Bob. And, and, <laughs> look, look, hold on. I, I, I didn't mean, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, I, well, I, he's I, like, kiss your ug, fat wife and your ugly kids goodbye and bring yourself to us. Look I at, mean, watch Bob, watch Bob Cottle right here when he's about to do the cotton. The look, just look at Bob Cottle's face. He's like, "What the hell, Jimmy?" Like you could see it going through his mind. 
Look at him. <laughs> Whoa. Looking, Why is there cotton looking, on the floor? He's looking down. He's wiping his glasses. Dude, Bob, like, Bob looked like he was looking at that like I'm used to seeing black people pick it up, not throw it down. Look at him. He's Come got on. this look on his face like, what the fuck is going on? This isn't mid-Atlantic wrestling. Where am I at? What's going on here? And Mustafa oh. always looks like the crazy cousin in the black movies in the mid-90s that you better go hug his neck while he's out of prison because he's probably going to be back soon. Jesus Christ. All right, let's... Um, Man, let's did keep... you see... I Something... I, I missed this, but back in the match... Uh, you don't have to go back there, but Les... I thought Les did something really good on commentary when he said... Um, he was asking if the gangsters are just bluffing being tough to cover up flaws that we don't know about. And yeah, I think... A... That, that's, That's a great that... line because they're still green and learning. So if you, you know that that one line really stuck out to me. Yeah, it ties into the reality of what they are at this point. They're fighters. They're not really wrestlers, which they're living with anyway, and they're right. stating every way they're promoting. I mean, they're not hiding from the fact that they're fighters and not wrestlers. But it's funny that that Les does say that on commentary. I mean, he was spot on, you know, he, he he's, he's calling it like it needs to be called with these two. And that, that's a, it's a positive. All right, doc, anything else? Man, that was great. We then go to a replay of the dirty white boy versus Mike Moraldo from last week where Bedlam interfered and uh, dirty white boy won by DQ white boy got will, you know, he got beat with the belt before taking it from corny and dealing out some lashes to corny and Bedlam. Uh, I don't really have anything from it because, again, it's a replay, and I hate to spoil things for y'all in this episode. There's a, there's some replays in this shit. Mm. Uh, Doc, uh, do you want to keep moving or? Uh, yeah, we, I got my here? subtraction machine out for all this. I want fresh, hot, new content. Oh, but there's the dirty white boy, and he's out wearing a black baseball cap, and he's not happy. And can you blame him? Really, you get slapped with a belt, man. You remember being a kid? That shit hurt. <sighs> ripped your skin open all right let's go to white boy then right now uh he's out there with bob this is after they replayed that uh segment from last week he's got a promo he's gonna cut right here with us now our heavyweight champion the dirty white boy who last week got whipped right in the ring by jim Cornette and bruiser bedlam i have never in my life been so humiliated the last time i got a woman with a belt my mama did it and Jim Cornette, you look nothing like my mama because my mama is a pretty woman. Now what's going to happen, Jim Cornette, is you're going to send Bruiser Bedlam out after the Smoky Mountain heavyweight title because you've been running around whining and crying. I've never had a, a heavyweight champion in my stable. Well, don't expect to get one now, big boy. Because Bruiser Bedlam, y'all are wanting a match the belt that's all right you got it i got a match coming up except there's just a little stipulation that goes along with this bruiser bedlam if you beat me i'll stand in one of these turnbuckles let them handcuff me and you can give me 10 licks with a leather strap but <laughs> he's a big butt right here baby if I beat you, Bruiser Bedlam, you stand in the turnbuckle, get handcuffed, for five licks. That's only five. I'm Bob likes ten, that. He's taking five, right? Well, guess who's going to get the other five? Jim Cornette. Hey. 
I'm gonna handcuff you personally to the corner, and then I get five licks with a leather strap on your big behind. Can you imagine what I can do with a leather strap and all that lard that's hanging there? <laughs> because I'm going to show the world your big booty, and then I'm going to take that leather strap, and with each strap, I'm going to draw blood. I'm going to whoop you, boy, like your mama should have given you a whooping a long, long time ago. <laughs> but now there's something else. You can get out of the out of the whipping, Jim Cornette. It's easy. All you got to do is say, I quit. Wave your little arms if they uncut you say, I quit. That's it. I don't want no more. I can't handle it. Then you gotta leave the town. Gotta leave. Gotta leave the town that he in that we whip him in. But not only the town. You gotta leave the whole Smoky Mountain area, big boy. You gotta jump on your mama's plane or a car or whatever she sends for a little mama's boy. And you gotta carry that big whoop booty on back, never to step foot in the Smoky Mountain area again. And Jim Cornette and Bruiser Bedlam, all you gotta do is cinch it up. You want a shot at the gold, Jim Cornette? You want this belt? Well, those are the stipulations to get the shot at the title. <laughs> are you man enough? Bruiser Bedlam, big man. I'm pretty sure he's man enough for Jim Cornette. You are mama's boy. You're a little whiny's mama's boy, and I know you can't handle it. So, gentlemen, you get ready. That's the stipulations. Take it or leave it. All right, fans, that gauntlet is down from the dirty white boy. Whoa, we'll be back right after this. And after that, Bob Cotter was like, well, maybe, Jimmy, I'll stick around for another episode. Hey, this is the meat and potatoes wrestling the way it used to be that I like it, Jimmy. <laughs> We're right, going to whip some people. Right. <laughs> I can't have those black guys out there saying that. That kind of makes me want to not come back. But, okay, now, Dirty White Boy, everything's all right in the world. Okay, what do you have from this, Doc? Well, first of all, it's just a really good, solid promo. I, he said booty twice, which we talked about last time, and I just I don't, I don't like him doing that. Um, somebody somebody texted only- Doc. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm blowing up, man. I'm a busy guy. I mean, Harper's mm-hmm. not the only one that's phone blows up in at all hours. Um, but when he said, <laughs> when he said lard, am I the only one that had a flashback of Tammy's tips and and Margie? No, I mean that's. Mm. I miss those Tammy's tips. Those were fun. Yeah, those were. Doesn't that feel like it was 10 years ago now? It feels like it was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Hey, that uh, was shot in Mr. Noe's house, man. Yeah, no, it feels like it was like, wow, forever ago. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. He's out there laying out stipulations. I, I'm surprised that people didn't pop more on uh, Corny potentially being sent out. There, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's like 400 people there. You got to figure it'd be a little louder, but they just weren't. But, um, you know, I, when I was listening to that, it almost sounded like that ECW episode we reviewed when Dreamer got the 10 lashes with the Singapore cane. Because Dirty White Boy's talking about drawing blood from Corny's fat ass, and Corny even say, Corny got to say, I, you're stealing up, you're stealing my point for next week. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, dude. Probably. Wait I'll leave it alone. Thanks. Well, no, I mean, it, it. it is what it is. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. That's what he did there. So anyway, Corny uh, could even say I quit, which not and not take all the lashes. So, uh, I mean, that was what they did in ECW. And mm, just saying, I'm not saying anybody stole from anybody. It's wrestling. You got to leverage things. Anyway, all right, Doc, any other thoughts? That was a good promo, though. Yeah, it was a good promo. He's the champ for a reason. Agreed. We go then to a replay of Chris Candido and Boo Bradley versus uh, Storm and Primetime Brian Lee. Remember, this thing ended in a DQ because Tammy hit Primetime with her loaded purse. I don't have anything. Another recap, Doc. So you want to just uh, not blow a gasket just yet? Oh, I don't want to blow any gaskets, pal. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. Uh, then we go to <laughs> Tammy's got Boo on a leash, and Boo is a mess. Oh, my God. Paul's <laughs> he's just a mess. Uh, we go to the next match. It is Boo Bradley versus Lance Storm for the Beat the Champ TV title. I thought this was a solid match between the two future ECW stars. Uh, towards the end, Bradley misses a moonsault. Storm nails Bradley with a missile drop kick off the top rope. Shenanigans ensue. Ref's back is turned. Bradley hits Storm with the chain. Ref doesn't see it, but turns around and Storm loses the title uh, when he's pinned. Primetime tries to help Storm, but Primetime gets beat down and choked before we cut to the commercial. Uh, again, I thought this was a, a solid little matchup between um, two future ECW stars. What did you have from all this, Doc? So Boo is completely insane is the premise, right? I mean, he's like a wild dog. That's not a wild dog. He's but a as you can see right here on the screen, and I'm glad I hit this at the right time. He's about to throw a moonsault. Yep. So we're so we we are to believe that he is so insane that he must be leashed. But he he knows how to pull off a moonsault. That that's kind of funny to me. I'm not saying I'm not complaining. I'm just that's something I pointed out. Um, I am a little sad Harper's not here, so we could hear a little Gomer Pyle, danger, danger. I hear a heartbeat, so everybody just <laughs> think about that in your mind. Uh, I, you know, here's the thing I wonder, and I'm surprised you didn't say this. Hmm. I bet nobody called up and complained because they had they were out there walking a man on a leash. It's right. Why would they complain? But I, well, but I bet people called and complained about the gangsters getting out there with a noose. Oh, I, I would, yes. I keep one. I, I think, I, I was trying to remember what Cornette told us. I think he said they did get complaints, but they just kind of blew it off. Man, they need the to, I don't, I don't care if they did or didn't. At this point, who would, who would argue and that needs to be part of the story man let's not let facts get in the way of a good story right well they, remember they they have the the man at the bottom of the screen run that back yeah. if run that back a few seconds we just saw it man somebody got stuck with a pile driver there wasn't it boo who got hit with it i'm, I'm forgetting that quick oh no that was uh what's his name got hit with it the enhancement talent that comes in yeah, I can't can't think of this guy's Boom. name. Boom! That was a nice looking Paul driver, obscured by everybody else. Remember you when Orndorff? I bet Batten is still on the floor. Because remember when Orndorff Paul drove him on the floor? That poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he, he stuck him on the floor, dude. That was a death sentence back in the but day. You, but you know, like that was how. If you somebody Paul drove you on a on a basketball floor, I want to say concrete, but a wooden basketball floor back then. 
you bet you were not getting up. And hey, look, and, there's and, Tommy Noah. You better push pause on that for a second. We need to talk about that. Um, dude, I like later on that they come back and tie tie that back when Bob comes out later or some point about Candido because that is like uh, that is all the way back to like what episode three, four. You're talking about the pile driver? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a callback yeah. to like the very beginning, which I love those kinds of things where we're going to stay consistent for a long period of time and, and talk about shit. Goddamn pronouns, pal. You said, I like when they tie that back. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you The promotion the ties new storylines back to old storylines that are even like two years old. Yeah. I just thought we were having a conversation that the people out there, all of our friends were listening to. So I thought everybody was up to speed on what was going on. But I guess I got to start diagramming fucking sentences and shit. No, I think the people who watch it on Patreon and they see the video of it, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Well, hey, I'm out here working for the patrons because they're the ones that are paying for this shit. Everybody else is just stealing this shit for free. (laughs) I know I have. I've had a few patrons sign up and they they've they've said that they go. Man, I stole long enough for free, man. I there, have to support you. Guys. There you go. See, we we smartened up some marks out there, and they and they saw the light. And, and I we we well, Mike appreciates it. I just said it's about time. Harper, I don't think Harper cares. I don't even think Harper even knows we have patrons. He don't. He he, he knows. Harper knows one thing and one thing only. Stephen Javorski listens to this show. That's all Harper knows. Harper's like our Boo Bradley. <laughs> that's all he knows and while i'm thinking about it i just want to shout out a couple of uh large patron contributors our largest disrespectfully classy marky blassie kyle riley and mike childry they're our largest patron contributors monthly so there you go just wanted to mention that uh to uh, everybody out there and if you're not a patron become one it's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt the video recaps the video reviews all the patron only content Everything that Doc and Harper and I do outside of this normal show, along with the world-class shows for as little as 2 bucks a month, you get that. There are higher tiers, but that's the, that's the basic one. TinyURL.com slash PatreonVTT. All right, Doc, are we going to get into this um, Tommy Noe thing right here? Yeah, look at... Well, first of all, since it's frozen on this screen, where do you get a tie like that? Woo! <laughs> okay, let's... He's got, so, he's got a white shirt. I mean, technically, the colors are all okay. But that tie, man, it's loud out there. And it's it's just that tie wants to fight with the Rock and Roll's two shirts that they're wearing. Those garments should all get together and have a triple threat match. It's almost matching with Ricky's shirt. And those almost. shirts are terrible that the Rock and Roll's Good. wearing, too. So, God. I mean, this is just a, 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 I mean, we need to call, we need to phone in Queer Eye for the straight guy here and really help these three out. What do you think that sh- those shirts and gear smell like? Uh, sweaty pussy. <laughs> okay. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit play on this part of it. Um, basically they're in the back. They're sitting in a dressing room and they throw it to the full replay of the wild brawl from last week where they fought all over the floor in the arena in Johnson City and then outside into the parking lot. Man, Doc, I'm just, have... I, I want to be serious here for a second. I'm looking at Noe here and he looks young. And so if you add what? 25 years to that that's too young to be having a these kind of medical problems these people do need to go out and probably help this guy out right yeah i, I agree tommy's not like an old guy so um man that, you know how, you know how back in the day they'd be like 
somebody would die at like 60 and you were like 22 and you're like, man, that's a long life. And then you get older and you're like, and that's kind of young. I can't. Let me tell you something. Now. I need everybody living into their 80s now. Come on. Let me tell you something. In my eyes, 75 is too young. Man, I can, you can see it in the distance. Now it's a mountain. You're in the Great Plains and you're looking out to the Rocky Mountains. But you can see it and you're like, hmm. Right. You're, you're just in your mind going, huh? That, that's, that's, that's a long way off, but I can still see it. Well, here's the thing. If you go by the, and I'm thinking like I'm saying seventy five. Uh, well, if you do it, fractions, you get real depressed because you're you're on you're coming downhill now. It's over. That's my halfway. that's my point. You're you're more than halfway there if you're talking seventy five. Now, and I gotta think that's depressing for you. But I mean, I've put up a lot of trophies in the trophy case already, so you know it's like, gross. man, I, shit. If I go tomorrow, it's like I had a pretty good run. But for you, right. I can see how that would work. Be, be okay. kind of keep you up at well, night. While you're while while you're gonna sit over hey, there. Hey, look at that audience. brawl again. Is this the fourth or fifth time we've seen it? Good God. I mean, we've seen it a lot. And not, like was, I don't it, think people it realize first, it was great the first and second time I saw it. When I say they re air the full brawl, so at they they basically for for this television episode, they they insert twelve minutes is just of this brawl. That's almost thirty percent of the show. <laughs> now remember <laughs> If I'm doing quick math here on the fly. It's 45 minutes without the commercials. So 12 minutes of that was the brawl. Well, it's 46 minutes technically. Well, yeah, okay. So that's 26%. Yeah. Excuse me. And we're talking without the local promos because the local promos will bump it up to about 50 minutes. But sure. you're right. Yeah, All right. So, okay, after they re-air the wild brawl with the Rock and Roll Express, the gangsters and all that from Johnson City, then they are in the back for a minute with uh, the Rock and Roll Express and Tommy Noe, and uh, they're going to talk about, I guess, what went down, and Morton starts preaching about respect. Here it is. Coming to Smoky Mountain Wrestling and introducing themselves to the Rock and Roll Express. So they beat every tag team across the United States, but they never wrestled the Rock and Roll Express. Well, you see, on every time that we have met the gangsters, we have beat them in the ring. But they said that they, they know that we can beat them wrestling, but we can't beat them fighting. Well, everybody knows what a fight is all about. And you see what happened in Johnson City, gangsters, that we're just like you are. We can throw the rule back out the window. It don't matter to us. You see, you have started something that we are going to finish. You see, gangsters, you tell everybody, you want these Smoky Mountain Tag Team belts. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We will hand them to you. Because after the match that we had with you, you'll be glad to give them back to the Rock and Roll Express. What it all boils down to is you have come into Smoky Mountain Wrestling with no respect. No respect for the Rock and Roll Express. And one thing is for sure, one thing you can guarantee on, that when we get through with you, you're going to have more than respect for the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. Doc, your thoughts. I, I, I really like the line, we're just like you are. Because that is, that's a great line on two levels. One line, one is, hey, we can fight. We can get in there and fight just like you guys. Mm -hmm. But it's also going to confuse the hell out of their fans. Wait a minute, y'all aren't like them. We like you guys. You are on the right side of things. So there's a couple of different ways you can take that line that cause a couple of different ways to, to, to emotions there. And it... But it, it says to the rock and roll is saying, hey, man, we can do this too, pal. No steps backwards. I like that 
but I also like he kept using the word respect. We're gonna teach mm-hmm. you respect. Now I don't think it was intentional. I think it was. Joke. I think you're thinking about it through the lens of white and black. I think it's through the lens of old and young. Okay, well, and you actually stole my point. What I was gonna say was, I think Morton is thinking of it through. We're the old dogs in the yard. We about to teach you young, you young pups some something. You ever play? You ever play like a pickup basketball game against some old heads and like yes. you're out there running around and they take two steps and, and hard foul you and go, you're not bleeding. <laughs> yes, uh, it's funny. I actually have been doing that lately in the driveway uh, with the 14 year old, teaching him a little respect. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey man, when you're not as fast and you don't have the same kind of wind, you got to make up for that shit somehow. Absolutely, but I thought of it. So Morton might not mean it in a uh, racially charged way, but I feel like when the people hear Morton say respect, they look at at it in that. Yeah, way. teach them boys some respect. Well, they didn't say boys, but I, I know it. That's what the fan would say. Well, they're saying something completely more derogatory when they're saying teach them some respect. Yes. What are they saying? Anyway, I, I don't follow. I'm not tracking. New Jack used it um, a couple episodes ago. That's what's being said by the hillbillies. And again, hey, they're they're wrestling fans. I ain't knocking them. I'm just telling you what I think they were saying. Hey, man, it's a word you've used in wrestling, so there you go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's keep moving because we then go to a uh, – well, I'm sorry, Doc. Anything else from rock and roll right there? Mm-mm. mm-mm. But right. I think, you know, they're, they are – Man, you couldn't draw up a better opponent for the gangsters at this point in their career because the rock and roll is is exper- really is experienced enough to help guide them through some matches, and they're the perfect embodiment of everything the gangsters. I mean, they're the rock and roll express, so it's the perfect embodiment of everything the gangsters are there to to put an end to. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I mean, come on, this is a. Uh... It's a shame it didn't make more money than it's just it's a shame it didn't work out better i guess is the words i'm looking for um per what corny said it, it worked in the big cities but not the small but that's neither here nor there we'll go next to Cornette and bedlam uh Cornette is uh they're out there they're with bob coddle getting ready to cut a promo here it is hey fans here he is jim Cornette, and of course big bruiser bedlam i got a lot of problems do you realize that number one they're still talking about Apple Brawl in Patesville, Kentucky on September 30th. The Rage in the Cage with Tracy Smothers, the Dirty White Boy, and the Rock and Roll Express going up against Bruiser Bedlam, Chris Candido, myself and Tammy at ringside, and the gangsters. The gangsters still won't talk to me. They won't talk to Tammy Fitch. They don't want to associate with none of us. The only thing I do like about them is they want to get rid of the Rock and Roll Express, but I don't know what kind of contrast there's going to be in this teamwork at the Rage in the Cage, and that's one thing you need is teamwork. And I'm afraid we're going to have to wait till Paintsville to find out. But now then, I've got a match today against Bob Armstrong, me and Killer Kyle. You know yeah, that's on your paperwork. I see okay. it. But you're not dressed for a match. Well, I'm, I'm going to be dressed in just a minute. I'm going back there right now, and I'm going to put my tights on because I'm going to reveal to you that I'm more of a man than you people realize. I'm going to unleash these big arms and this massive chest and this powerful abdominals and I'm going to teach Bob Armstrong a lesson today, me and Killer Kyle. I assure you that. I'm going back to get ready right now. But the worst thing on my mind is this stinking, filthy, dirty white boy and this whipping match. He has gone to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, buttered up whoever this mystery commissioner is, and he's got this match sign where if dirty white boy loses, I like this part, that he's got to get handcuffed to the turnbuckles and get 10 lashes with a big, thick, heavy leather belt. Well, I like that. But if Bruiser loses, 
he gets five lashes, and then they're going to handcuff me, and he's going to give me five lashes. That ain't happening. That's not happening to me. That's not happening. That's not happening. White punk, you're getting it. That's not happening. What is this, Singapore, huh? That's cruel. Any woman punishment, that is unconstitutional. And the only way if bruisers should lose, if lightning should strike, and I get handcuffed, and white boys lashing me with that big belt, bringing welts up, drawing blood with every lick, the only way that I can get out of it is by saying I quit, but if I quit, I don't only have to leave the town, I've got to leave all the Smoky Mountain wrestling. That's not fair, and I'm going to do something about it, and white boy, I promise you, something bad's going to happen to you, punk, before we get to that whipping match, because I can't take five lashes from that big, fat, no-good redneck. I'm getting out. I'm going to get dressed to wrestle. All right, fans, and while he does that, let's find hey, out more hey, about hey. Apple Grow 94. Why is Dude, he putting his hands on Bob, man? He's he's got to chill out with this putting his hands on Bob, man. Oh, okay, is... so let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let's have a serious conversation right now. What would have happened if that shit would have happened in Memphis? If somebody put their hands on Lance Russell like that, or you do Mid South? So I'll ask you. If somebody came out there and put their hand, what's his name, Reeser, or what's his the the guy at the booth? Reeser's Reeser's the ring announcer. Yeah, uh, he's Boyd, the ring announcer. Boyd what's the, the other guy's name? Boyd Pierce is the Boyd Pierce. That's the old coot. So if somebody walked out there and Bob Root pushed Boyd or Bill Dundee pushed, you know, Lance Russell, what would have happened? As I say this, somebody's gonna then tweet us and say, "Oh, somebody did push him, and nothing happened." But all right, so we're having a conversation off the top of our head. Everybody, yeah. keep your fingers off your keyboards. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think would have happened? Um, I don't think it would have went over well. I don't either, because I listen to Jerry Jarrett's podcast because I actually find it most times fairly informative, and he's got some. I mean. Everybody's got a view on Jerry Jarrett about payoffs or Memphis or whatever. But he did some pretty innovative things when you go back and you look at the length of it. But one of the things he always says is is that Lance was supposed to be the moral compass of the show. He was. And and he's if don't he's like, don't don't sell it if you don't think it's big. Don't lie to the people. And he's the authority out there, for lack of a better term. And so the point I'm making is, is that putting your that that's a shocking visual to push Bob Cottle. And I'm not saying you should never do it, but if we're not going to draw a lot of money with it, don't do it. To me, that seems like a waste. Like I would have stopped him for we got. Hey, man, come on. He did it right there. He's done it multiple times. That one wasn't as bad as the previous one. But it's funny because it's also Cottle's last taping. So, yeah. Maybe you know we 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 joke because I mean we're playing around when we talk about you know Bob Cottle leaving because of the gangsters. We know that's not the real reason. Corny told us the fact that Bob was getting old. He's up in age. Hell, he's old now. But he, I mean, he's driving in these mountains. He's he's struggling to make these drives. His his old his wife is old and elderly too. Is riding with him. You know, um, I think at one point Ron Wright would ride with him. But Ron is not making the shots anymore, so and Ron hasn't for a while. So Bob and his wife are riding through these mountains and hills, and yeah. it's just 
you know how it is, man. We're not Bob's age that he is right here. And you think about long drives. I don't know about you. I used to actually look forward to long drives. Now I'm like, fuck, how long is that going to take? Um, and man, let's, just, going, let's just stay home, man. That's too much. Right. I, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm high. I'm drunk. I can't. Yeah. So <laughs> Bob's up in age. So that's why he left. But and I say all that to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, anything's like that's on the table if it's going to draw money but what's that gonna draw yeah and he and he my, my point is we joke about him leaving because of the gangsters and in this but he, that's not why he left he well left he got the last laugh because he's still alive and bedlam's dead oh jesus christ <laughs> shit holy shit oh boy there you go <laughs> just 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 get going unprofessional man oh man my God. you hear you hear him bring up the singapore cane or talk about is this singapore there's the singapore cane being brought up i know that's what i was saying they that that is it's directly tied to what happened in ecw man all all it's the same all, shit all dude paul, all paul did was hit copy and then paste in the well no Philadelphia that, was, and the, that was 94 that this that that in Okay, for, so first off, Paul got that from the incident with the American kid in Singapore. Sure. So we all we all but, know that. But that was August of '94 that that happened in ECW. So this is September. If anything, Jim got that from. I bet from Jim Heyman. had no idea that that they had done that up there. I bet he was largely unaware. I I would. Well, let me say that I think my timeline's right. Somebody out there will correct me if I'm wrong, but that I felt like that was August 94. And I feel like I don't think here's the thing. I think the same place Heyman got it from is the same place Cornette got it from, which is they saw it was topical. It was in the sure. news with yeah. the kid. So I think they both got it from the same source over there. I don't think I don't think Cornette was like, oh, they're doing this in ECW. Let no, me no, this. no. I don't I don't believe that either. Yeah, that, that but the that similarities are always interesting to me. Well, yeah, I agree. Okay, any anything else about uh, Corny here and Bedlam? Nah, bruh. All right. All right, so we'll keep going. Um, we got another promo. It is um, not that long. It's uh, Candido and Tammy and Boo Bradley. Uh, Candido is out there celebrating that he is, uh, t- you know, he's taking these men out one by one. But I tell you what, let's, let's, uh, let's give this one a, a quick listen. They are television champion now, Miss Tammy Fitch, Chris Candido. <laughs> Bob Cuddle, how good it feels. First of all, Boo Bradley has revenged my loss on TV Talent to Landstorm. And my pet right here, Boo Bradley, is the new Beat the Champ TV champion. I got revenge against Brian Lee by choking him out with that big chain. I'm knocking him out left to right. And I'm Bob Cuddle. I'm the greatest wrestler in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I'm taking him out one by one. And whatever the other guy's name was, he wanted to get in my way. He wanted to get him booing this Terry Fitch's way. Well, I put his head right down there and I piled him right through the mat. And hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'm talking about everything. I'm, what is he doing out here? Bob Armstrong. This is my time, Armstrong. Oh, look, Candido. Billy Bob Armstrong, fans. I'm just here to deliver a message. As you know, the new commissioner is a man who's well-informed. I just talked to him, and he asked me to tell you this. You violated the most basic rule in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You pile-drived a man, could have finished his career. And the new commissioner is a man who likes to put his foot down. He don't like people to break the rules. He told me to tell you just this, plain and simple. You are suspended as of right now for four weeks. Unemployed for four weeks. Now we're going to have a check. How do you expect me to 
word from the commissioner. Four weeks passed. He's suspended. We're going to be back. Let's take time out for this. Okay, I got to say something. So Candido's out there celebrating that he is, you know, taking men out one by one, even though Bradley won the TV title. Bullet Bob comes in, as you heard, interrupts the promo and says Candido is suspended for four weeks from earlier in the episode when he pile drove someone during Bradley's batch. Now, after all of this, Candido is suspended for a pile driver. Evidently, four black men can <laughs> can be can call uh, someone a white devil and not get suspended and beat the piss out of them. But um, and threaten to hang someone. But it's Candido who's suspended for four weeks. I'm just saying it's uh, I think it's funny and it's Southern wrestling at its finest. But I don't know. What do you got, Doc? Man. You can do whatever you want, but you better not pile drive somebody. That's been, I told you earlier, that's been established since like week three here. Hold on. We're, we're in you week Jack 100. We're in week 139. You do the math. Even New you Jack can and, subtract that. New Jack and Musafa assaulted Ricky Martin, Ricky Mar- Martin, Morton with the, with the slapjack. They beat the man with a baton. But they didn't, but they didn't pile drive him. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. And my thing is, this commissioner thing running through Bob's, man, I'm. W- let's get the courts involved on this, man. I, I'm, yeah, I'm just waiting on that, aren't okay. you? Okay, we'll just wait on it. It's cool. No, I, I mean, we do need to get the courts involved. I mean, there there is something to that, so. Okay, um, let's keep moving. So we go to, um... Well, do you have anything else from the promo or no? Mm-mm. Bullet Bob Armstrong is getting ready to take on Killer Kyle with Jim Cornette. And, um, well, let's just play what happens at the beginning of that match. I don't know how much of a handicap you might say. It may be a <laughs> handicap to Kyle to have Cornette into the ring with him. Physically, you're right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, oh come oh, on. Oh, come on. Wasn't Wait a minute. Same guy what just the heck here? is this? I was just talking to Cornette. Oh, come on. Oh, this guy is Cornette done. making it. He's got his arm in a sling, something. We just had him out here talking hey, to him a minute ago. He's done a lot of things to stay uh, clear of Bob Armstrong, but this one certainly you know, is the case. I got, to, I got the worst luck in the whole world. I, I wanted to have this match real bad where I could beat you up, Bob Armstrong. But, dadgum, wouldn't you know it, when I was going down there to put my wrestling tights on, I slipped and I fell down the stairs and I about broke my whole body. And, and I ought to be over in the hospital in an iron lung right now. But I came out here racked with pain and misery just so that I could see Killer Kyle get in the ring and carry on and take you out. And I'm going to tell you something, Bob Armstrong. I'm going to go to the hospital tonight and get all fixed up from these severe injuries. But I'm going to know that you're going to be there, too, in that emergency room. Because, after all, you ain't nothing but a stinking coward anyway to begin with. Look at here. Parks wants a piece of Cornette anyway. Doc, your thoughts on uh, Cornette's show here? I mean, haven't you ever had a bad, like, accident happen to you? I mean, it shit happens like that sometimes. I guess. He slipped and fell putting his boots on. So he was standing up putting his boots on. Okay, so let's, as we're getting to the end for Caudill, let's put over how great he was selling that when Corny came out. That was, that was top notch work from, I mean, we've, 
we've celebrated a lot of moments over the years with with uh dutch and bob and now less and bob and appreciated the work but that's that was really good stuff that he just did there and, and less was part of it too but let's don't forget our, our our boy on the way out um but yeah i mean shit i was sitting there watching it and i popped when he comes out in that sling and that neck brace so yeah that's good stuff but but he's uh he seems to be healed now as we look on the video here yeah, so like Doc said, Cornette had physically nothing's physically wrong with him uh, earlier, but he heads to the ring and you know he's got an he's got a sling in his arm, he's got his arm in a sling, he's got a neck brace, and he's he's limping, which is hilarious, and he claims he's got this terrible luck. Bob got tired of it as you saw in the video, and Armstrong then attacks him, but then it gets broken up. Um, so long story short, they as you saw in the Patreon video. Corny is miraculously healed, comes in, tries to start dealing on Bob Armstrong, but he he can't deal on Bob Armstrong because uh, uh, Bob Armstrong eventually fights back. Now a bunch of heels hit the ring, and it takes Dirty White Boy saving Bob Armstrong. So White Boy comes out, makes a save, and he chases everybody off, and then they, they, they cut the black, go to commercial. Uh, a good little segment, actually, I thought, because... You know, Cornette did what he did, did what he did best back then. He kind of tried to pull the wool over people's eyes and nothing was wrong with him. I thought Corny's promo was really good, you know, crying. And just the fact that he said, I slipped and fell putting my boots on. I didn't realize people stood up putting their boots on. I guess some people do. But anyway, I thought that was a good little segment. Any other thoughts on it, though, Doc, as we uh, go to the next one? My only thought was where Scott and Steve to make the save. Well, they're not here right now, so oh, anyway. Okay. They must be over Let, in Japan with Candido. Because I'm assuming that's where he's going for four weeks. I don't, I don't have a clue. Oh, okay. But if you do have a clue, email Doc at docturner.gmail.com. No, 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 nah, that's, <laughs> that's Harper at nabra nah, at gmail. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, we go then to Dirty White Boy, Bullet Bob Armstrong. They're going to close out the show. Here's a quick promo from them. This is after all the shenanigans that went down with Armstrong, Cornette, White Boy, and all them in the ring. All right, fans, right now we're with us, the Dirty White Boy, Bullet Bob Armstrong. That's uh, probably the sneakiest trick that Jim Cornette's ever pulled, Bob. And you know, it seems like he's full of surprises this week. But I got a little surprise for you next week. I mean, surprise, surprise. And you ain't going to like it one bit, Cornette, so be listening. I got us a big surprise for you. <laughs> and you know, Jim Cornette, Bruiser Bentle just got a little taste of this strap right here. But what I want to do is get your big booty and just wear it out and just cut the blood right out of it. Amen. 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 That's going to wrap it up for this week. Next week. And I like to get a big booty and wear it out too. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we I know Harper does. <laughs> we all do, pal. That's what that's what probably brought us together is our love of the, the, that big booty. You know. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's the it's boy. the one thing all three of us can agree on besides our love of classic wrestling. Probably. Um, thoughts on that uh, closing promo right there? From I Bob don't and... like him saying booty. Can't help it. But other than that, he's the dirty white boy. He's going to get that. And when he says ass, they sometimes they bleep it out and sometimes they don't. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. All right. And that's how they close out the episode. And they tell us next week we can look forward to Bullet Bob's got a surprise that he's going to 
mm. tell us about. So, uh, you know, Hook is set, and there's a tag title bout and more on next week's Smoky Mountain. But for now, uh, Doc needs to give out some disability checks. But before he does so, make sure you use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. Go buy Death of the Territories by Tim Hornbaker. Go buy anything and everything from Amazon. Just make sure you bookmark tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it each and every time. They shop on Amazon because we know these broads love shopping. Again, it's tinyurl.com. Gu- hey, pal, I guarantee you I got a box. Of, I got a, a delivery from Amazon every day this week. Are you kidding or being serious? Didn't remember the story I told you earlier this week about spring break? Oh. <laughs> How do you think you get there without getting a box at your door every week? Every I, day? Honestly, I was trying to figure out how the hell you got to that much Right. Let's just kayfabe then, that. Let's kayfabe the rest of that. Yeah, even then, that's a lot of Amazon deliveries. Good right. God, I'm glad my Man, it, But you'll be able to know real quick if she's using the link because you expect to see a pretty big ups, uptick in our uh, in our <laughs> in our account after that shit. <laughs> Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra, like seriously. Um, okay, um, Doc, we uh, disability check time. You go ahead. All right. Well, so here's the thing. For the for the new, fresh content that we were exposed to today, I thought it was all really good, and I liked it. The amount of recaps, while making it easier to recap the show, on one hand makes me happy, but on the other hand, as a viewer who wants more content, it really – I mean, 12 minutes just – that's not going to cut it for me. So I'm going to have to make some subtractions. So I'm going to say 7.7. 7. All right. And I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm not doing disability checks anymore. I, You know why? I want to hear from listeners out there what they would give it as far as disability checks. So send it to the show and say why at BTT underscore podcast on Twitter. I'm going to try something new or do it on Facebook. If you're in the Facebook group, uh, which is uh, just search book in the territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, something like that on Facebook. And um, you can, you can rate the show there. I want to try something new with it. Um, I just, I just think that's a better usage of the disability checks. I want to hear from the people. I want to hear from the army. So there you go. When have you Uh, ever heard from the people and had a good experience? A lot of times. I didn't say I'm going to respond to every one of them. But, I mean, I, <laughs> That's a key key development. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, I like I hear from a few people who, who want to know, you know, or who have their rating. But I'm figuring, hey, you're the viewer and you're the listener just like us. So what do you think this episode got? You know? Well, I just, told, I just told them what the number is. So... So if it's so if it's lower than that, they're wrong, and if it's higher than that, they're wrong too. Well, I just this is like an open book test for them. Okay. All right. We also need to do the government cheese. Remember, become a patron at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. That is the best way to support this show because you get tons of extra content. <laughs> at the two dollar level, there is over one hundred and sixty plus episodes if you do more than that and bump up to the five you actually can get even more stuff so there you go please consider it 
Become a patron of BTT. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Government Cheese Award time. Named by Shard Johnson. longtime listener. And if it ain't going to New Jack, I don't know what else to say. So, Jack, you are getting the government cheese from me. Doc, who is getting it from you? Man, we don't agree on much in life, but how could it be anybody else? He was talking about picking cotton, bro. He was throwing cotton while he was doing it, too. And the look poor old Bob Cottle gave when he was doing that still was 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 greatness so yes he's good absolutely it's the it 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 is hard to come up with a reason to not give it to new jack these days yeah i i mean i honest to god i i i really don't know how you how you how you don't it's just kind of one of those things so you know it is what it is but uh and before we get out of here Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BTT underscore podcast so you can send us your disability checks. Also, don't forget to uh, to check out some friends of the show. The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Also, check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional as Joe and Quinn give their take on the WWF side of things. Again, it's our vantage point and wrestling podcast about nothing with our Brian Malonis every single Monday. Check those shows out, support them. They support us. So please support them. Good stuff from those guys. I think that's all I got. I think we covered everything in this week, doc. I think it's been a fun show. Please give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts and iTunes. If you haven't already done so doc, do you have anything else before we hit the, what's Steve Austin say? Hit. The we got to ride off into the sunset, Teddy. Yeah, so, uh, Doc... Hey, he doesn't it, do a show anymore, though, so why are we talking about him? He does shows. He re-airs. That ain't doing a show. That's just old stuff. Just tired, old, musty, dusty content that's not going to get it done in 2019, pal. Okay. So, with that said, uh, who's going to hit the book it, bitch line? You oh, I can me. do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> like a kid. I bet, you, I bet you little Latrell does that shit in school. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay, go ahead. Hit the tagline. Book it, bitch. out of here this week i just wanted to mention a couple of important things one being yes the new patreon service at the five dollar tier remember you're going to get the jim crockett promotions pay-per-views and clash of champions in 1988 you will also get lance and i's q a sessions that we get from listeners such as yourself so if you have questions submit them at BookingTheTerritory at gmail.com. I thought about using Twitter, but it would be just too many places for me to look for questions. So uh, please use BookingTheTerritory at gmail.com 
for the Q&A type episodes that Lance and I will do. And remember, the questions can be NWA related, Mid-South related, uh, WCW related with the stuff we've already covered. And uh, what else was there? Um, oh, world class, of course. Can't forget about world class. And... As I'm thinking, asking you to possibly bump up your Patreon tier, not that you have to, because if you just enjoy getting the world-class shows and the pre-shows and the video reviews, then stay at the two-dollar tier. It's um, you know, it's it's fine. I understand, man. I, I I wanted to offer a little bit more, and Lance and I wanted to offer, and Doc and Harper and I wanted to offer a little bit more uh, for the higher-level tier. So there you go. Also, I've said it the last couple of weeks. Over two years ago, we first started the Patreon service on Podbean. So you know, before we get out of here and, and mention a couple other things, I wanted to just, um, you know, mention a couple of people that are either at the two-year mark or near it or have actually hit the one-year mark as well. If I miss you, I apologize. But the two-year anniversary patrons include Marty Howell, Boone Howard, Twit Dust, a.k.a. Dustin, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department and Hall of Famer, Wayne G., David DeVries, BTT Hall of Famer, Josh Warren, BTT Hall of Famer, Dan Verner, Coleman 822 is a Hall of Famer, K-Stone 9709, Frog Zeppelin, Voodoo Moon Baby, Mark Wilson, at Thin Man Within, Sean Sparks, and at Thin Man Within is a Hall of Fame as well, patron, Sean Sparks, who is at Sparks Third Coast on Twitter, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Alan, thank you for being a Hall of Famer, Drew FN Media, David Cameron, Chuck Erd 58, Slider 91 US Hall of Famer, Troy Anspa, the FXC, Jim Vinsky, Steven CG, T-Hog 94 Hall of Famer, SV Pageant Hall of Famer, Moondog, Gerald Green the Third Hall of Famer, and now I look I'm sure I missed a name or two because of the move to Patreon. It's a little hard to track how long each member has been. It doesn't allow me to filter it the right way. But all of you out there, I believe if you're not at two years, you're close. So thank you very much. And many of you are still using the Podbean Patreon service. So if you are, consider the move to Patreon because, man, there's so much more Patreon offers. And I may be doing something special coming up. I'm just not sure if I can do it yet. But... Uh, it related to if you make the switch. More news on that coming. If I missed you in this shout-out for the two-year Hall of Famers, just email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll try to get you fitted into the next shout-outs for the two-year or the one-year. Uh, okay? So I appreciate that. Also, I want to shout-out the Hall of Fame patrons. Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Hef's Pint Point. Can't forget Marlon's Twitter. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer K underscore Row 86, and Super Duper Hall of Famer Hall of Fame Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, the research department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at by, at God, I always mess this up. Sorry, Alan. At Spy Boy Sports Cap. Ari Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Brown, and Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Appreciate it. Hey, if you are at your seventh month or beyond, because at seven months at the $9 level or above, you get a t shirt. If I haven't reached out to you, 
email me, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com, and I will get it out to you ASAP. It's not on purpose. It's just uh, the move to Podbean, Patreon. It's all messed up. So I can't always tell the exact month you're at. So, again, if you're at your seven month, reach out to me. I'll get you out your T-shirt. Also, if you're at your six month or 12th month at $20 level, uh, let me know. I'll get you out your next T-shirt, too. Um, and I think that's it related to the T-shirts. Uh, if you're at the $9 level, so after you get your T-shirt at seven months, you get another one once a year. So let me know, and I'll make sure I get you out your T-shirt, too, uh, each each and every year, okay? Uh, and I think that's all I got. Oh, I want to shout out uh, my buddy Mike Pru from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Uh, Mike and his buddy JV. They break it down a career, Stone Cold Steve Austin, month by month, weekly as well. Uh, they're currently in 1998. They go, you know, they, they've gone back as far as 96, but they're currently in 98. Dive in, check them out. Uh, they are at, at the Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. You can listen to their show at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. Just search Bottom Line Wrestling Cast and you will find them. That's all I have. Thanks, as always, for being patrons. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. Couldn't do this show without you. And, uh, again, thanks to all the two-year patrons and above, or two-year anniversary patrons. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. I mean, you help make this show go. So as Hard Body Hopper always says before he gets out of here, book it, bitch.